Education forms the common mind. Just as the twig is bent, the tree's inclined. According to Mr. Alexander Pope. Which means what? Quite simply, the boy is the father of the man, or the girl, the mother of the woman. The first lessons we learn are the lessons we always remember. Morton. Yes, sir, detective. On your feet. You're free to go. <laughs> I told you. You're guilty. You know that. Mr. Detective, there's no such thing as guilt. Innocence. It's all a matter of money, connections, and lawyers. Yeah. And you got them all. Punk. All I did was steal a few radio and TV sets. Why do you take it so seriously? How are you going to feel when I get away with murder? <laughs> mystery drama, Once a Thief, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. was dotted with the towers of the stone castles of the feudal lords who did constant battle for land and glory. Today, the urban landscape is covered with the glass and steel towers of the modern lords who do battle for commerce and industry. We are inside one of them now. Two men, one fairly old, the other fairly young, walk along the luxuriously carpeted floor of a spacious corridor. They pause at a door. On it is neatly lettered the legend, Frank J. Ellsworth, Head of Security. Now let's stop in here for a minute, Morton. Sure. Frank's a retired city detective. He couldn't ask for a better man. Frank, you busy? Uh, my girl's out sick today. I, I thought I'd type this myself. Well, why didn't you send down to the pool for a typist? <laughs> to tell you the truth, Mr. Van Walken, I'm used to typing up my own reports. We didn't have all these frills in the police department. Excuse me. Security, Ellsworth. Yes. Yes, that directive means exactly what it says. The pharmaceutical warehouses are to be kept under perpetual surveillance. Then you'll have to hire two more men. Mm -hmm. Send me a memo on it. I... Oh, you're busy, Frank. I just wanted you to shake hands with Morton Sanford. Uh, how do you do, Mr. Sanford? Yes. Hello. Well, Mort comes to us highly recommended. He's an efficiency expert. He's going to be working with me on cutting costs. Yes, sir. Frank, I want you to give Mort an analysis of the functions of your security department as you see them. Okay. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, of course, Mr. Van Walken. Budget, personnel, everything. You understand? Yes, 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 I understand. When can you have it? Uh, 
tomorrow afternoon. Uh, that's what I like, Frank. Efficiency. Isn't that what it's all about, Mort? It certainly is. Well, we'll leave you to get cracking, Frank. Now, Mort, I want to show you the auditing department. Goodbye, Mr. Ellsworth. Goodbye, Mr. Sanford. Well, the food must be pretty bad tonight, huh? Oh, no, 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 Bridget. This is this is great. How can you tell you haven't eaten a bite? Oh, yeah. What are you thinking about, Frank? I was thinking, if this was a long time ago, I could be sure of making two dollars. How? You remember they used to have this column in the paper, embarrassing moments? <laughs> you do go back a long way. Uh, you sent in your embarrassing moment, and if they printed it, they paid you two bucks. So? So how do you like this one? I'm sitting in the office. The door opens. In walks the big fellow himself, Dick Van Walken. Right? And with him is the new young hotshot they just took on, who is slated to become number two guy in the company. Mr. Van Walken says, Frank, I want you to shake hands with Morton Sanford. Bridget, you know who Morton Sanford is? Well, now, how would I know? You don't remember the name? Well, not that I... Oh, wait. Wait, it has a familiar ring. Yeah, it should. Fifteen years ago, when I was still in the department on loft and burglary... I arrested him for breaking an entry. Oh, I remember now. He was that kid. Yeah, and I knew him right off. Did he recognize you, too? Uh, he sure did. Frank, you sure? It is the same Morton Sanford. And the minute I looked at him, the whole thing came back to me. Suddenly, like a picture on a screen that comes into focus. Mike Dawson. Remember Mike Dawson? Didn't he own that radio and TV store? That's the one. He was complaining about all these robberies. So I figured I'd better stake the place out. I give it one night, two nights. Then on the third, maybe a little bit before midnight, I'm sitting in my car across the street. I see this brand new station wagon pull up. This kid gets out. He's maybe 17, 18. Looks around, moves into the doorway. First thing I know, he's inside the store. Comes out with an armload of stuff. Then he moves inside again. Then moves out with another load. I got him, right? So, I jump out of my car. Hold it right there, punk. Police. Freeze. All right. All right, officer. All right, all right. Hey. Hey, cool it. Turn around. Put your hands on the hood of your car. Lean forward. Hey, listen, friend, listen, will you? I am no friend of yours, punk. Why don't you take 50 bucks and forget the whole thing? Hey, don't do that, kid. You'll make it worse. Look, this is all for nothing. My old man is Morton Sanford Sr. You heard him. So nothing can happen to me. He owns this town. You'll be pounding a beat. You want me to add to the charge? How'd you like attempted bribery and intimidating an officer? I'm only trying to save us both some trouble. That's all. The old gentleman's not going to like this. <laughs> He's just going to have to lump it. Let's go. It's midnight, punk. Your coach has just turned in to a pumpkin. Uh, 
That's a good caller, Frank. You got the evidence and everything. It's airtight, Joe. Write it up and go home. They should all be this easy. 14 detectives, Lieutenant Kraus. Yeah, I'll hold. It's the commissioner. The shower of the night? Uh, yes, Commissioner, we did. We have. The arresting officer, Detective Ellsworth. Well, he's right here, sir. All right, I'll put him on. Frank. What's it about? The commissioner wants to talk to you. Detective Ellsworth. Uh, I did, sir. I caught the punk. Sorry, sir, but I'm old school. To, uh, to me, a crook is a punk. Yes, I booked him. Was there any reason I shouldn't? Frank, you're talking to the boss. Yes, sir. Good night to you, too, Commissioner. We starting to get some heat? This is a punk who did a break and entry? Well, why, why is the Commissioner interested? Morton Sanford is the son of Morton Sanford Sr., who gives a million bucks each election to both political parties. He owns half the real estate in this town. Does he also own the police department? How, how can they spring this punk? He's been caught in the act. See? If you'd listened to me in the first place, you'd have saved us both a lot of trouble. And even made yourself a few bucks. You're a rich kid. A millionaire. For crying out loud, why do you steal? I can only tell you what the man said when they asked him why he climbed Mount Everest. Because it's there. You want to listen to me, kid? Don't let him spring you. And why not? Because you did something wrong. You have to pay for it. You won't necessarily have to go to jail. You could get a suspended sentence. Maybe they'll hand you over to the head doctors. But you have to face it. And face yourself. You did something wrong. So did you. If I ever get a chance to pay you back, you can bet your life I will. Yes, I remember that night. They got him out of it, didn't they? Yeah. Dawson, who owned the store, came forward and said his place hadn't been broken into at all. He said Morton Sanford had actually bought the stuff and that he'd given the kid permission to come by later that night and pick it up. That's <laughs> right. They bribed him. Oh, they must have. Yeah. Then there was nothing I could do about it. So, Frank, what, what happens now? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, this new fellow, Mort Sanford, 
That's why we hired him. Sure. He did the complete analysis. Showed us how much we can save by disbanding our own security system and hiring a private agency. Yeah, can't quite the figures. I've seen the report, Mr. Van Walken. You're, you're cutting down on surveillance for the pharmaceutical warehouse building. Not quite. All our warehouses are on city streets. We do get protection from the city police force as well. And I know how you feel, Frank, but you can understand it's nothing personal. Ellsworth? Uh, oh, it's you, Mr. Sanford. I wanted to see you before you left. I'm just clearing out my desk, Mr. Sanford. Mr. Sanford. Well... I have a new name. I'm no longer, uh, what did you call me? Punk? When I first saw you, you were a punk. Now you're Mr. Stanford. Until proven otherwise. Times have changed. Our positions seem to be reversed. Are they? You must admit you caused me considerable embarrassment at one time. Not as much as you deserved. If your old man hadn't had the clout and the cash, you'd have gone to jail. Why? I hadn't stolen anything. <laughs> hadn't you? You heard what the storekeeper said. I forget his name, but my innocence is on the record. Actually, there isn't any record at all. Well, <laughs> gives me considerable pleasure to meet you again. As we go through life, we have so few opportunities to do things for ourselves. Do we? Recently, I had a chance to perform an act for me, and for me alone, something that would give me intense personal pleasure. Do you know what that was? I think I can guess. Good. I did away with you. And I understand you did your job not just satisfactorily, but superlatively. You prepared that whole phony analysis just to get back at me? For 15 years ago? Of course. You have no idea how my dear departed father lit into me that night. Well, I suppose you still have your police department pension, so you won't be too badly off. But I guess no one can ever have a complete revenge. I guess not. And so, good day to you, Detective Ellsworth. Good day to you, Mr. Stanford. You... You said our positions have been reversed. Obviously, they have. Obviously, they haven't. I'm still a cop. And you are still a punk. satisfaction for a real or fancied wrong can lead to the most unexpected consequences. Two men meet after 15 years, and you know you're positive that they simply will not drop out of each other's lives again this time. And what's more, you're right, as we shall demonstrate in Act Two shortly. the past and of the present. 
Do people change? Can people change their essential nature? Or are we prisoners of a certain personality and psyche that is forever frozen in an unbreakable mold? I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul, said the poet. But does that actually work out in practice? I guess you haven't changed a bit, have you, Mr. Sanford? That isn't true. I've got three college degrees now. I'm considered one of the top people in my field. But you're still a crook. Oh, now, Detective Ellsworth, how can you say that? That night, I asked you, why should you, a rich kid, steal? And you answered, it was like what the man said who climbed Mount Everest. Because it's there. Is it still there? What a memory you have for trivia. Is that why you arranged to get rid of me? <laughs> After all, I caught you once. Were you scared I would catch you again? Now, Ellsworth, isn't it time an old codger like you retired and just sat in the sun? I know we won't see each other ever again. So this must be goodbye. Oh, Mr. Ellsworth, I just heard about it. You're not going to be here anymore. Neither are the rest of the boys. Well, I'm going to quit, too. You mean you weren't let go? No, they want me to stay on. Nellie, do it. You need the job. I don't care. I'll get another one. It's not so easy when you're out of work. Personnel wants me to work in that new fellow's office. You you know, Mr. Sanford? (laughs) Yeah. I don't like him. I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't like him. But, oh, how can I quit? It's, it's sort of, well, I, I felt if I stayed with the job, I, I'd be disloyal to you. Millie, don't worry too much about me. Don't worry too much about loyalty and things like that. I guess they're not as important as they used to be. What do you want to do today, Frank? Uh, I think I'll read this book, Bridget, darling. It's on psychology. Has to do with the attitude of the habitual criminal. Oh, which means you're going to sit around the house. No. What would you want me to do? Oh, nothing. Let me know when it's time for lunch. Oh, dear, you just had breakfast. Mm. Oh, am I going to have you underfoot all day again? Frank, let's think about going to Florida. Bridget, I do not want to hear that word. No, Frank. You can take any word you please except that one. Why? Oh, because it's a dirty word. It means retirement. It, it means being washed up. No, it means a new stage in your life. I can still do a day's work. Frank, you've earned your retirement. Hmm. He got rid of me because he's a crook. No, Frank, a man may have done something wrong as a kid. Can you hold it against him for the rest of his life? He's a crook. Can I? I'm going to prove it. And then I'll... I'll feel I've done all my work. Then maybe I'll think about retiring. Where are you going? (laughs) First you complain I clutter up the house. How do I know where I'm going? Inspector Krause? No, you just deliver that evidence to the DA. Right. Hello, Joe. Oh, Frank. Come in, sit down. Uh, you're sure I'm not interrupting anything? No, it's always good to see you. How's tricks? 
tricks. You know me, Joe. I'm an old dog. I can't learn any new ones. Hey, excuse me, Frank. Inspector Krause? Yeah. Uh, look, talk to me about it later, huh? Uh, you are busy, aren't you? Can I, uh... Can I do something for you? Well, you remember that kid? The Sanford kid? Yeah, I remember. This old man had all the money in the world until one day when he lost it. But that was long after he was able to buy the kid out of that jam he was in. Would you say a kid like that could ever reform? Why'd you ask? Well, today he's got a job as a big corporation executive. Well, I guess you just answered your own question. Obviously he's reformed. Joe, it's the place I used to work for. He fired me. Why? Because I'm wise to him. He knows I know he's up to something. Joe, listen to me. Put him under surveillance. Surveillance? I'd need probable cause. Uh, on my hunch. Joe, you used to say you could always go by my hunches. Now, now, Frank. You and I know he's a crook. You were on the desk that night, Joe, 15 years ago when I bagged him. Doesn't your own instinct tell you I'm right? Sure, 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 Frank. All right, here's what I'll do. I'll see who I can spare and I'll put him on it, okay? Just as soon as something breaks, I'll let you know. How's that? Joe, you're talking to me like, like I'm one of the old guys who were, you know, just a little bit gone in the head. Frank. I'm sorry, Joe. Shouldn't have bothered you. And I won't anymore. Uh, hello, Mr. Van Walken. What? Frank. Imagine running into you here. <laughs> I happen to know you go for a walk in the park every day after lunch. That's good for me. Uh, sir, could I talk to you about something very important? Well, certainly. Let's sit down here. Uh, <clears throat> All right, go ahead, Frank. Uh, I don't know how to say this, Mr. Van Walken. I'll just tell it from beginning to end. Uh, one night, 15 years ago, I arrested a teenage kid for burglary. His father was rich and was able to buy him out of it. And justice was thwarted. Those things happened. Yeah. Well, just recently, this kid who grew up became a big corporation executive. His name is Morton Sanford. Mort Sanford? Yes, sir. And he had me fired for two reasons. He himself told me the first one. He was to get back at me for that night 15 years ago. And the second, well, once a crook, always a crook. And he's out to steal again. Are you telling me that Mort Sanford has a criminal record? The, there is no record exactly because the thing was quashed. Therefore, you couldn't prove what you're saying. No, sir. Frank, but I, I know you worked hard to set up the security division for us. But you got paid well for it. And business is business. And each one of us is expendable. That's the way things go in the world. Sir, I'm a cop. I can only tell you that Morton Sanford is a crook in his heart. No, don't let losing the job and busier. Don't start to spin all sorts of revenge fantasies. And don't go around talking this way about Mort Sanford. As a cop, you should know there are laws against slander. But it happened. 
What happened? He was arrested for burglary. Where's the record? I told you, Mr. Van Walken, the thing was hushed up. Hey, Frank, why don't you go home, rest, maybe change the scene? Why don't you try Florida? Oh, darling, why don't we go to bed? You go to bed, Bridget. Well, it's two o'clock in the morning. They talk to me as if I'm a nut. Well, Frank. Yeah? Maybe. Well, maybe you are a nut. You too. I know that I arrested Morton Sanford for burglary 15 years ago. No, Frank, you didn't. It never happened. Now, you know perfectly well. Mr. Van Walken is right. There's no record, so it never happened. Now, that's the way the world wants it, dear, and there's nothing you can do about it. But I know. Remember in high school, Frank, we read this book, Don Quixote. Now, is that what you want to become? A nutty old guy wearing a frying pan on his head? Frank, please. I know I'm not crazy. Well, now, why do you say the kid's father bribed Dawson to say the stuff had been bought? Why couldn't it have been true? Because it doesn't make sense. Well, to you... Oh, Frank, let's forget it, huh? You can't win. You know that. Hey, pal. Hey, listen, pal. Have you got a quarter? <laughs> you mean there's a joint where you can still get a shot of booze for a quarter? <laughs> they must pour it right out of a varnish bottle. Honest, I just want to get a cup of coffee. Uh, listen, fella, you see that bus coming? When it gets here, you get on it. And I'll put 50 cents in the fare box. Get off at the last stop. Go across the street to the shelter for the homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, don't, you don't have to wait with me for the bus. You just give me the money. I'll put it in the box. No, no, you won't. You'll spend it on the booze. No, 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 sir. Not this time. I'm serious. I mean it. Sure, sir. I wasn't always a bum. I used to be somebody. I believe you. I, I... I had a big store, made a lot of money. It was, it was right down this block. Uh-huh. Say, say, you from around here? Maybe you remember it. I, I used to sell, I used to sell, I, I, huh? I, I used to, what did I used to sell? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, radios, TVs, and hi-fi, you know, you know? My store, it was, a. Uh, what happened. More to the point might be, why did it happen? And what will this mean to the further action of our story? The threads of the past lead us back to the first act, but the imperatives of the future 
lead us forward to the third act shortly. doesn't pay. Who said that? Well, no matter who said it first, it simply isn't true. Crime does pay. The rewards are many and varied. Sometimes it brings the criminal wealth and fame. Sometimes death and remorse. But crime always pays something. Usually, in the end, the coin is counterfeit. Listen, you better slow down. I, I, I know you're hungry, yeah. but... Yes, yeah. yes, better. Yeah. You look as though you haven't eaten for a week. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, do you remember me? Huh? No. Why, why, why should I remember you? I'm the detective. And it was a long time ago. You came in to make a complaint. Your place had been robbed twice. And, 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 and you caught the guy. Right. I could have put him away. But you were bought off. No. No. Don't. Don't say that. It's true, isn't it? No, 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 no. You see, the lawyer, he said to me, he said to me, look, this is a kid. He went wrong, but if he goes to jail, he'll have a record and be scarred for life. But he said, he can be straightened out, set on the right path, give him a break. So I, I gave him a break. That's all. That's all? You mean no money changed hands? Well, yes. Uh, there was $10,000. $10,000? You had equipment in that store worth twice that. Worth more than your own honor. Honor? Yes, but it was $10,000. And it was free and clear. All mine. Government didn't have to know about it, and my wife didn't have to know about it either. Ten thousand, and it was all for me. What happened to it? A girl got some. The horses got some. The rest, it went here and there for this and that. And then one day I woke up, and it was all gone. My wife found out about the girl. She walked out, took the kids. I love my kids. You, you want another cup of coffee? The girl walked out on me, too. I had nothing left, so I, I had to turn to booze. And here I am. Ten thousand bucks. I always say I'm going to put things together again. Go back to the way it was. But how? How? The kids are grown. The wife's remarried. And I'm just an old punk. And, and the punk, I read about him in the newspaper. He's a big shot now. Oh, just isn't any justice. Well, I am sorry for Mike Dawson, but he made his bed. And what could you do about it anyhow? The man's life is over. Yeah, but he served a purpose, Bridget. Yes? First, he convinced me that I'm not crazy. That the thing actually did happen. Second, he reminded me that I'm a cop. A retired cop. 
But a cop is always on duty. Another crime is being committed. At least it's being planned. Oh, come on now, Frank. What kind of crime? I don't know. But it will be committed against the Van Walken Corporation by Mr. Morton Sanford. Oh, darling, you simply can't accept the fact that it's time for you to retire. No, I accept it. But I got some loose ends to tie up first. and going to bed if you if you don't go to sleep. Am I, am I bothering you? Oh, no, dear. It's like this every night, Frank. You, you just lie there wide awake. Why can't you sleep? Because I keep thinking. What can Morton Sanford be stealing at the Van Walken Company? But what if he isn't stealing anything? Suppose that incident 15 years ago was just an adolescent fling and he outgrew it. Bridget, I know I'm right. And I wish somehow you could help me instead of putting me down all the time. I I just keep going around and around. I, I have to get organized. All right, Frank. All right. Now, have you asked yourself, what would he be stealing that you could catch him at if you were still there? Hmm? It's your own theory, Frank. You said he fired you because you caught him stealing once and he didn't want you to catch him stealing again. Well? You're right. Let's... Let's rule some obvious stuff out. If it's some kind of high-level shenanigans, say a stock or a bond manipulation, I would have no way of knowing about it. All right, keep going. Yeah, and if it's one of those complicated computer swindles, it would just be beyond me. Fine. So... What could it be? The security department was set up to protect the physical assets of the company. Well, he couldn't steal the building. Wait. The warehouses. That's all physical stuff in there. Pharmaceuticals. Drugs. A lot of it's valuable. Of course. All right, Frank. All right. Now what? Uh, now? I have to catch him in the act. Assuming he is guilty. Oh, he's guilty. He has to be. Oh, thanks for taking me to lunch, Frank. How are things at the office, Millie? Oh, it's not the same with you gone, Frank. I got all kinds of things to keep track of now. Yeah? Oh, things like inventory control at the warehouse. The warehouse, huh? Yes, it all has to do with product availability. Uh, Millie. Hmm? Would you want to do me a couple of favors? Oh, sure, Frank. Well, first, don't tell anybody you had lunch with me, okay? Or that you the, the even saw me. Oh, no, no, okay. And uh, second, do you happen to have the latest inventory figures? Oh, sure, in my desk. Yeah, uh, do you suppose you could let me know what they are? Well, in a general way, I can tell you right now. The warehouse is full. It is, huh? Yeah, it's supposed to be, according to Mr. Morton Sanford. Thanks, Millie. Oh, for what? For letting me finish something I started 15 years ago. Frank, where are you going? Oh, um, just out. You go 
after supper and you don't get back till almost daylight. It's been like this for the last three or four days. I won't be long. Uh, why don't you watch some TV? Oh, that's what you say to me every night. Wait a minute. Under your arm. What's the idea? What idea? Frank, that's a holster, I can tell. You're carrying a gun. Look, Bridget. Where are you going? I'm going with you. No, Bridget. Frank, you take me with you. I'll follow you. I'll go downstairs and get a taxi. Oh, and... All right, all right, all right, all right. Just be quiet and keep out of the way. Where are we, Frank? A little ways up across the street. Van Walken Pharmaceutical Warehouse. Oh, and, and you think it's being burglarized? Yeah. But how, Frank, how? It's got the most foolproof and reliable alarm system. You installed it yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But it's got dark inside. Not as many as I had. And they don't have the same responsibility. But even so, you know, you really can't break into the place. No, no, no. It won't be break and entry. Well, then, how can there be a rub? What's that? Truck, truck. What are they doing? They're backing up to the loading docks. They're taking stuff from the warehouse. Well, maybe it's legitimate. At this hour? Well, some of this gets done at night, doesn't it? You see any names on those trucks? Hmm? Oh, Frank, I'm scared. Oh, what are you going to do? Let's just wait and see. Well, if they're doing something wrong, why don't you call the police? If the police come in now, they'll scare away my boy. No, no, no. I have to tie him into it. Let's just wait. Oh, the trucks are leaving. Yeah, they're all loaded. They're finished. Now what, Frank? Now we've got him either way. But I sure hope he's here. Who? Look. There he comes, out of the warehouse. Oh? Now, Bridget, do as I tell you. Yes? Understand? No matter what it looks like or sounds like, you do exactly what I tell you. Yes. Get behind the wheel. Hold it right there, police. What? You. Yes, it's me, punk. What's the meaning of this? You're under arrest. You're no longer a police officer. This is a citizen's arrest. On what charge? You just robbed that warehouse. I am an executive officer of that company. Yeah. And you've been stealing them blind. Get in the car. Frank. Madam, are you this man's wife? Do you know what can happen to him? Get in the car, punk. I can sue him for false arrest. He can go to jail. Worse. He's obviously insane. He can be institutionalized for the rest of his life. Get in the car. You'll regret this. They'll put you away. You don't have to threaten me. I know what I can be in for if I'm not right. Frank, what do you mean, if? Maybe what happened here tonight was on the level. Maybe it was all on the up and up. But why would you be here? A big shot like you. <laughs> I'll tell you why. To kill the alarm system, right? Now listen, detective. I'm not a detective anymore. I'm only a private citizen. But you're cooked. Your inventory shows this warehouse is supposed to be full. How, how did you know? Tomorrow, Dick Van Walken will look at your statistics, and then he'll look at the empty shelves. And you've had it. The shelves 
aren't empty. Oh, that's right. You can see the cartons on them from floor to ceiling, but I'll bet they're only too deep. There's all that empty space in the back. Listen, what's it to you? Why don't we talk this thing over, hmm? In a sensible way. Ah, you mean you want to bribe me? Well, why shouldn't we have an understanding? <laughs> oh, we do. You're a crook. But I can't help it if I steal. I tried to tell you that 15 years ago. If you'd listened to me then, you wouldn't be here now. Can't we talk this over? Get in the car. No, no, no. You won't arrest me, I won't let you. You won't shoot me. I'm going to go after those trucks. I'm going to make them come back. I'll replace all the cartons. And then no one will know. I'm going after those trucks. <laughs> when Dick Van Morgan sees that empty warehouse, I'll tell you one thing. Morton Sanford won't be dealing with a Mike Dawson. Dick will even offer me my old job back. And will you take it? Fifteen years ago, I collared a guy on this very street. He beat the rap. Now I finally got him. So what are we hanging around here for? Let's go to Florida. And they probably did. I say probably because I can never really be sure of these people once they leave my jurisdiction, which is confined to the time frame of the story. And so I would assume that this time, Morton Sanford would not be able, as they say, to beat the rap. But who knows? We can only be sure of death and taxes. And there are some people who probably can get around that, too. I shall be back shortly. a thief, and the implication is always a thief. We find agreement, more or less, in the great book, which tells us that the leopard cannot change its spots. Does that mean there is no hope? Not really. It is true that the leopard cannot change its spots, but this is the mere outside covering. Nowhere does it say that the leopard cannot undergo a change of heart, nor a thief a change of mind. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Joan Shea, Robert Dryden, and Bernie Grant. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>